Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about something that is called clutter core and I don't quite understand where the term came from but clutter core is a little bit of a movement. It is a decor trend or a um, an aesthetic trend and I don't know much about it at all. I've had a little bit of a chat with other professional organisers about it and poked a little bit around but I don't know a great deal about it. So um, we're going to all learn together today about what clutter core is. So I think the history of it came from there was a hashtag that was used cottage core. I think it was about the way people designed or decorated their homes in a cottagey kind of feel. Mm. And then someone took that and ran with it and said hashtag cluttercore when they were showing a picture of a an overstuffed room. And then someone picked that up and ran with it. And now the hashtag cluttercore uh, as of the other day, had been used on Instagram over 11,000 times. Um, mm-hmm. And there's pages now that appear on Pinterest and Facebook, all regarding this movement of cluttercore. And it's really, it's like an anti-minimalist trend. Yeah, and I when I first came into contact with it, for me it was a bit of a, a like a style thing, like you said. The first time I came across it was in uh, it was something like an IKEA catalog and someone had posted pictures of IKEA catalog and they'd said cluttercore is finally trendy stuffed chairs with lots of cushions and lots of knickknacks on the shelves and lots of books and things stacked up on surfaces and all the horizontal surfaces have lots of things on them that's the kind of the way I I've seen it come up yeah look when I was researching I guess the common thread was that there is a lot of stuff in one place. Mm. But rather than being really messy or chaotic, it kind of has an organised air to it. Well, because it's it's all about the aesthetic, isn't it? So it's not just about having like a full room. It's about having lots of things carefully arranged in a room. Yeah. So it's Mm. it's still intentional. It is an intentional collection. It's just a mm. collection of a vast amount of stuff. And one of the articles I read um, said that everything that is in a clutter core room um, or design is supposed to be there. So mm. it is as carefully considered, I guess, as minimalists who try and take away and keep only what is essential. This kind of maximalist approach is mm. still about being intentional and carefully curating, you're just curating a much bigger quantity of stuff. And I think it, you know, it's it's definitely got appeal because there, although the, the minimalist aesthetic is relatively trendy, I guess, um, and definitely minimalist living or intentional simplified living is really popular at the moment because it, it has, you know, a lot of great benefits to it. Uh, there are some people who just aren't comfortable in those spaces and even though they like having maybe a simple life they're not comfortable with a largely empty environment 
And so they've sort of found great comfort in this particular movement because, you know, it's a great way to satisfy that need to have a busy environment, I guess. Yeah, and it the fact that – and I, th- I think the fact that this is so popular shows that people want permission to keep lots of stuff around them. Like there's been mm. such a push for so long that we need to reduce, reduce, reduce and try and achieve the, you know – every horizontal surface surface is blank, uh, that mm. kind of thing. And I think this kind of swings the pendulum back in the other direction. I mean, probably almost to the extreme, but allowing you to, to keep lots of stuff. I found a quote in Homes and Gardens magazine which describes it as a style which indulges the quirkiness of mismatched belongings and permits us all to fill our interiors with assorted goods that celebrate our memories, interests, and personalities. So I mm. thought that was quite a nice way of putting it. Yeah, and it's it does have a certain appeal, and there are some people that are definitely not going to be a fan of Clodacore at all because they they like that those empty spaces around us. And I think you'd be one of those people, Tara, because you visually you need a little bit of white space yep. in order to have clarity of thought Uh, but then there are other people who love having all that busyness um, around them and so it it enables them to indulge in that I guess in an intentional way um, that uh, that suits their personality and reflects their personality a bit as well. Yeah and look I love an overstuffed bookshop you know like a secondhand bookshop that is absolutely exploding Mm. with books and same with antique stores which have so much stuff jammed in there and you get to fozzing through yeah i love all of that for a bit but i couldn't i don't think i could live in one of those spaces and feel at peace so for me Mm. i can appreciate the joy that people might find in that but yeah i don't think i could sustain it long term personally I, f- I find the same. I'm, I'm pretty much the same. Like I c- I've looked at pictures of Cluttercore and I've just thought, wow, that looks really interesting and really fun and fascinating and I would love to like poke through all that stuff or spend some time in that room. But I know that I, it's not something I want to live with for a long time. And I'm not a minimalist. I don't need quite as like I don't need – completely empty spaces, but I need to be able to empty them if I want to, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. That's probably – I need to be able to feel like I can have that that clarity or that, that empty space if I need it. Uh, and, and that's sort of the way I kind of – well, the way I decorate is somewhere in between, but the way that I um, have my things stored that I'm, I have – it's hard to describe. I think a lot of the, with Cluttercore, a lot of the stuff that is on display and that is filling the room is not used. It's it's purely there for an aesthetic reason. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I'm. I'm like, no. At the moment, my my kitchen bench top is very Cluttercore, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only because I haven't put anything away for the last few days, and so it's just stuff that we use that someone's left on the bench and they haven't, you know gone to put it away but the fact that all of this stuff can't go anywhere else would bother me I mm-hmm. think does that make sense yeah definitely yeah. and I think it's important for us to say this movement is not at all to be confused with hoarding disorder that is mm. you know obviously far more serious you know in those scenarios the clutter and the volumes of stuff are unmanageable 
you'd have to debate the intentionality of keeping things. It's definitely not curated and mm. displayed with the same level of care generally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure. That's definitely nothing, nothing to do with that. Um, and it's nothing, it's nothing even to do with collecting also necessarily, mm-hmm. because I know I've got lots of clients that are collectors and, you know, their, their stuff is often kept, uh, for its value, resale value or, um, its, its value as part of a collection. Whereas with Cluttercore, things are kept because they go well in the aesthetic mm-hmm. because of the way they look and the way they look amongst other things. Uh, so I think there, there's definitely a difference between clutter core and collecting and hoarding for sure. Yeah. So if you're listening and trying to gauge a bit of a visual of what clutter core might look like, let's chat back about some of the some of the types of things that come up in the images of clutter core that we've seen. What are, what are we talking about? What Hmm. What do you see books. lots of? Lots of books, mm-hmm. lots of lamps, um, vases, statues, photo frames, mm-hmm. um, trinkets, like antique trinkety things. I, I don't know. I keep thinking of those old-fashioned globes, mm-hmm. you know, globes of the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Because, again, whenever I think of Clodacore, I think of an old study, yep. <laughs> like from 1900. Another thing that I – think of which hasn't I don't think it's necessarily part of clutter core but it's when you were when you were talking about how you like to go into these spaces temporarily and be hugged by them you know um I feel the same about places with lots of house plants so I think house plants could be another clutter core aesthetic Mm -hmm. item as well because you can walk into a room that feels like a a fernery and it's just surrounded this plants everywhere. And I would love to spend time in that place, but I wouldn't be able to necessarily live in, in that space. Mm-hmm. So I think plants could be another one um, as well. Yeah, look, one of the articles I read was really interesting. It was about people that were displaying sentimental items. So it was it started less out of making it look good and more out of, having the stuff they'd kept for sentimental reasons on display where they could uh, see on it. Display. So they were filling yep. walls with, you know, photographs from their childhood, but also things like um, ribbons that they won, you know, in running races or show jumping competitions and trophies and all those things that you keep that get tucked away. Um, birthday cards, like beautiful ribbons off of Christmas presents that they love, like things that they had kept mm. there. Um, special uh, rock that they found at the beach and they just were displaying. So in that way, it looked less cohesive and probably not as attractive to the eye of anyone else, but they Mm. would look at it and everything in that room had value to them and evoked a memory. So it's like their, yeah, like their memorabilia box kind of threw up in the room and it's just all over it and everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I think the other thing I really notice, and if you're interested, just if you're on um, Instagram, just put in the hashtag Cluttercore. Otherwise, you can just look up online Cluttercore images. And I think something that you see a lot is the layers, layers upon layers of either colour or pattern or mm. texture. Uh, like you said, the piles of books and that kind of thing. Um, 
The thing I love is the fabrics, the ones that speak to me where you've got cushions, throw rugs, tablecloths, lamps, um, you know, like with fabric, uh, lampshades, curtains and napkins and all of this and all these heavily patterned contrasting um, fabrics that are all kind of fighting for attention layered one on top of the other and I find Mm. that really good to look at. Again, I couldn't, I don't think I could live in that space, but some of them are just so beautifully put together. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. That's the thing that strikes, strikes me about the clutter core is it's, it's beauty. And even though, like you said, it's not something that you and I decorate like our, in our own homes, but when we look at them, we sort of ooh and ah over how beautiful they are. And it is one of those things where it is really um, a lot about the aesthetic and, and having a visually pleasing space, either because it's beautiful or because it's meaningful. So the question comes then, why now? We've had so many years of minimalism and Marie Kondo and the home edit and uh, living with less and, you know, declutter, get rid of everything. Why now do you think people are surrounding themselves with stuff, more stuff? Oh, I don't really know all the answer to this. I think people have wanted, certain people have wanted to surround themselves with stuff for a very long time Mm -hmm. and they've actually enjoyed it. But I think what they're doing is they're coming, becoming aware of the importance of intentionality. So what they're doing is they're, they're keeping all their stuff because their stuff makes them happy, but they're doing it in an intentional manner so that their mental health is nurtured as well I think so it's just this way of meeting a need in an intentional way whereas in the past it might have been just met by keeping for example keeping all the memorabilia in tubs in the garage Uh, it was still meeting a need but it wasn't being honored I guess and this kind of movement allows the honoring of of that kind of preference or that kind of emotional connection. Mm. You know the fact that you mentioned mental health there, that's one of the explanations that I stumbled upon too. Uh, Lady Jennifer Howard, who is the author of Clutter and Untidy History, she thought that the pandemic might be one of the reasons that, that people are going this way. She thought it could possibly come from people wanting to feel safe or cocoons like feeling really you know secure in their spaces like you're protected from the world that people are Mm. kind of turning inwards because a lot of people are have been forced to stay home do less spend more time in their spaces and to make those spaces more inviting for themselves and and feel really secure there that they're putting lots of stuff in there that they love that makes them feel you know cozy or whatever so that was one of the reasons she gave which I thought was really interesting Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely merit in that. That makes total sense. And from, you know, given that I spend a lot of time with people who are, have always been surrounded by a lot of stuff, the comfort is a huge thing. Uh, And I think, you know, like I said, if, if that gives them comfort, but they can be in control of it and be intentional about it, it meets, you know, two needs, doesn't it? It meets that need to be cocooned and also that need to have a bit of order and control at the same time. Mm. I wonder too about how our society seems to become more and more 
isolated. You know, social media, working from home, communities seem to be breaking down because we don't we don't do as much with as many people. And, you know, mm. there's obviously part of the pandemic to blame for that, but also um, just the way our societies function now that so much community building happens online rather than face-to-face in groups with your neighbours, that kind of thing. So I wonder if um, that isolation of people too uh, makes people feel like they want to be more surrounded by things that are that feel comforting and, and, and love, yeah. like they, they feel that they love and they feel, you know, resonate with them or um, make them feel part of something possibly. I don't know. One explanation of the rejection of minimalism um, can be found on the website ID. And Leanne explains on that website that um, she thinks it's more about just aesthetic. She says, in all honesty, a minimalist room makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. It gives me the sense of being alone and isolated. I would often find it difficult to sleep in hotel rooms um, or when I first moved into my house and the pictures and belongings that surround me in my room make me feel less alone. So like you said, it's that you know, empty rooms can make people feel alone and rooms full of stuff can have the the opposite effect. So I think you're right, it's kind of a bit of an anti, anti-loneliness thing as well. Mm. So what are your thoughts, Beck? Do you think it's, do you think cluttercore is harmless? Do you think it's harmful? Do you think it's helpful? What, what do you, what do you think? I think that it is helpful for people who feel um, on the outer because they like stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, the, I mean, the reason why we have this podcast is because people want to get rid of their stuff. <laughs> the reason why I have my business is because people have trouble with stuff and same with you. It's it's the reasons why we're in business and it's it's a very popular thing to want to get rid of everything and um, the aesthetic is you know the the housewares trends are all relatively minimalist again they're moving a little bit busier but they're relatively minimalist and they certainly were you know five to ten years ago more so and I think that the people who don't feel comfortable in those spaces now can feel like they're not um, an outlier, I guess, mm-hmm. or they're not. There's not something wrong with them just because they like lots of stuff. You know, they they feel like they're part of a a group of people that do love all their stuff and that it's okay to have that. So, um, I think it does validate the needs of some people from an emotional perspective, which I think is 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 pretty awesome. Um, but I think the key is the intentionality of it all. I mean, if you're living in clutter and it's making you anxious, but then you're saying, oh, but it's it's okay because clutter core is trendy. <laughs> That's kind of kidding yourself a little mm-hmm. bit because if it's making you anxious, it's not clutter core. Clutter core is meant to make you feel good. So if you're living in clutter it's and, and you feel overwhelmed by it and swamped by it, that's not clutter core. Um, so it, you can kind of might kid yourself a little bit <laughs> if, you're, if you're thinking that way. Um, if clutter core – sorry – if Cluttercore comforts you and makes you feel good, uh, then it's it's intentional. Um, so then it's a good thing then. But um, so I certainly don't think it's harmful in in any way, unless you know you it is damaging to you somehow and you don't realise it or something like that. Yeah, I think it's you know 
it's pretty harmless enough. My only concern is if you see it as a design trend and then go out and purchase an abundance of stuff to make your place look cluttercore and then, you know, in a few years when cluttercore potentially goes out of fashion again, you end up with a whole lot of unwanted things that you've got to dispose of, then I think Mm -hmm. it's probably not ideal. The other thing that I would be careful of is if you're using it as an excuse for your over-purchasing habits. Like that intentionality, Mm. like you said, if if you cannot honestly hand on the heart say that everything in this room has been well thought and intentionally curated, if it's just mega shop up to fill a space um, Mm. so that you can use the hashtag on Instagram and get a few likes, yeah. Not ideal. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think that's when you were just talking, I started thinking about overconsumption as well and and how if you are satisfying a design trend that is short-term, you are possibly consuming irresponsibly mm-hmm. from a sustainability perspective and especially if you're buying stuff that cannot be recycled or reused in some way, um, it's only going to end up in landfill when you lose interest in it. So that is, you know, another possible negative thing is that is if this is a design trend that's going to just enter your home and then leave it again, is it something that is sustainable and is it a good thing for the environment and, and all that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, definitely. I think if you are someone with a lot of stuff, and you are looking for inspiration on ways to display all those precious things, if you've gone through your things and worked out that there's a lot of stuff that you love and you want to keep and potentially you're in a small space um, but you've got a whole lot of sentimental items, it could be really helpful for those people looking for inspiration on how to put it all together, how to display mm. all their things that look yeah. that look well together rather than having them all in tubs or boxes stacked up around a room, if you want them out and on display, having a look yeah. at some of the images out there could be really inspirational for you to be able to work out how to yeah, put them to together. Yeah, figure out how to do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And there are, and I was thinking for some reason doilies and napkins popped into my head when you were talking then because sometimes when I'm working with clients, especially those that are downsizing uh, because they've had some of these things from the 60s and 70s and there's, there's an abundance of, napkins and doilies and tablecloths and all that kind of stuff and it would be you know it would be nice if those things weren't just looked at and gone I want to keep these because I like these I'll put them in this tub and then I'll put that in the garage Mm. (laughs) you know it would be really nice if those things that I liked could actually be somehow worked into um, a a, uh, into a room in a way that uh, makes that room better instead of just taking up space somewhere and never being looked at. Yeah, and some of the pictures are amazing of walls that are absolutely rammed with fo- like photographs and in frames and mm. all mismatched frames. And it makes me think of the people that have, you know, I've been to plenty of houses where there's photo frames all standing up one in front of the other on top of a cabinet or some other mm. horizontal service to the point where you can't see all the pictures at the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you look at some of these uh, displays where they are all they fill a wall or they fill a hallway and you think oh my goodness there's an abundance of photos there 
but they're all up. They're all able to be seen. Yeah. And so you go, you yeah. know, there's actually some really good points to be taken out of it. I would not yeah. want to be doing the dusting, however, in some of these <laughs> clutter core places. I don't know if the dust adds extra character, but yeah. Oh, it would add extra sneezing and asthma and <laughs> that kind of stuff, I expect. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the one of the things that probably turns me off having those kind of spaces is that it's the maintenance mm. of it and keeping it looking good and keeping it healthy, you know, f- as far as the air quality goes and stuff like that. I mean, some people don't care about dust. It's not a big deal to them. So I guess that that probably wouldn't even come into their consideration. But, yeah, for you and I, it's like, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to spend all that time dusting and I don't want to leave it to get really dusty either. So it's easier just to opt out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's been some discussions amongst professional organisers about Cluttercore and it was really nice to um, see the discussions. So in a, a group that that um, you and I are in, there was a discussion about Cluttercore and it was really actually really nice because sometimes, and I say this with all of the love in my heart, sometimes professional organisers can be a little bit um, type A <laughs> And very quick to say, like, ooh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's kind of the response that I expected from a group of professional organisers talking about Cluttercore. And it was really lovely. And I guess it reaffirmed the fact that we've got some awesome organisers, and this was an Australian group, but some awesome organisers that are, you know, really open-minded about this stuff. And there were lots of comments that said, no, I couldn't have that the same way you and I have said, no, no, that's not for me. But there were lots of people that said, it's great for our clients. It's great because um, our clients can, you know, display the things that they love instead of locking them away. Our, our clients can feel cosy and warm and validated feeling that way and not feel like an outsider. So it was really lovely. Um, you know, there was a conversation about the display, like someone said, you know, the aesthetic would be a good conversation starter for collectors that don't have existing storage systems, you know, with regards to displaying and, and, and putting them, putting them out there to be seen. And, you know, that, that it's a good balance with the, the minimalist aesthetic and how it's been, you know, lauded so much over the past decade or so that it's nice for those that love a busy environment to feel normal. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there was lots of lovely conversation about that. And, um, there were obviously, again, a couple of um, comments about too much dust. <laughs> it was a really lovely conversation to read because it showed a great acceptance by a group of people who tend to lean towards a minimalist aesthetic, but there was an acceptance of the people who don't like that. And it, a lot of organisers saw, saw it as an opportunity to help clients that do like that and have things their, their own way. So it was really quite, quite lovely having a, a chat to everyone about that. And I guess the the kind of thread that runs through it all is that intentionality. So whether you're being intentional about the 500 items you keep in your house or being intentional about the 5,000 items you keep in your house, it's about being intentional. So it's not about this mindless consumption and mindless storage of stuff. You keep things because you love them or you use them, mm. or they please you in some way to look at or whatever. Um, so I guess intentionality is the winner of the day. And then it doesn't matter which yeah. side of the fence you fall on, minimalist or maximalist, as long as you're intentional, it's it's a helpful behaviour. It's all good. Behavior. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, it also – and I'm really tempted sometimes to to look at a space and go, oh, maybe I could decorate a space in that style. But then I know that although I love looking at it, that living in it would be a different thing. So um, I think I, I've thought about it long enough to know that it's probably not for me. But I would say to people that are considering decorating in that style to think about the long term, you know, think about whether or not these things are special to you or you just got them at Kmart, um, whether or not it is sustainable, uh, whether or not you are able to manage the upkeep of it and it's not going to turn into something that is less intentional. Um, so, yeah, just to have – don't jump dive into it necessarily definitely dive into the research of it because it's a it's a lovely it's a lovely thing to um scroll through and look at posts of of be- these beautiful spaces but if you're going to do it yourself think before you dive in and plan it a little bit more think about the things you already have in your home that you're going to use to display rather than going out and buying a whole heap of stuff that that looks old and well used <laughs> instead of finding things that are old and well used um, and, and displaying them yourself. Mm. So I think this conversation will definitely continue. So come join us in our Facebook community group where we will see. I'll see if I can post a couple of pictures of Cluttercore in there if we've got some. And I will share the links to the articles and quotes we've referenced on our show notes page. So you can check out those there. And we will be back with you again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.